Get to Old Navy for the biggest sale of the year. Up to 60% off all back-to-school styles for kids and baby. Get flip-flops for 2 bucks, graphic tees for 4 bucks, shorts for $6, and jeans for $8. Right now, get the best kids' styles at kid-size prices. Just 2 4 6 and $8. Can't wait to wear it? Buy online and pick up in-store free today. Up to 60% off all kids and baby styles. Now at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 729 to 811. Select styles. Excludes in-store clean. Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, it's pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome, everyone, to episode 245 of the NBA podcast. I'm Brian Taporic, and things have calmed down a little bit on the free agent front as we wait for Kawhi Leonard, but we still had a bunch of signings over the course of late Sunday and all throughout Monday that we need to address immediately. So before we get to all that, a reminder that you can follow us on Twitter at the NBA pod. In our bio, you can find our Twitter handles, so give us a follow as well. You can also find us on iTunes and wherever else podcasts are found. On iTunes, please subscribe, download, leave some five-star reviews. It would really help us out. And we're now being hosted on Spreaker, so check them out on Twitter at Spreaker. Joining me today, as always, is my very stable genius of a co-host, Morton Jensen. How's it going, Mort? It's going well, Brian. I took a break and went to see Spider-Man Far From Home, and I would just like to suggest to everyone that you should go watch it. And also, just a slight PSA, no spoilers. Um, There's been apparently a a lot of confusion online in terms of how many uh, post-credit scenes there are. It's one mid-credits and one post-credits, so there are two. Okay, that's good to know. Yep. I think you were smart to go see that instead of <laughs> going down the rabbit hole of Lakers insiders who got milkshake ducked yesterday. Yeah, I saw something about that, and it was very, I felt very fortunate to having missed that. <laughs> it's been quite a few days on NBA Twitter. Um, let's start with the Jimmy Butler trade, which is now finally official. The sign-in trade, I should say. So I think the last time we recorded was late Sunday night. At that point, the deal was somewhat on life support because there was confusion. The Dallas Mavericks were supposed to be the third team. The Heat thought they were taking Goran Dragic. The Mavs said, no, that's going to limit our flexibility. We wanted uh, Kelly Olenek and Derek Jones Jr. The Heat said, no, we don't want to give up Derek Jones Jr. It was a whole mess. The Mavs ultimately backed out. Uh, Early Monday... The Heat agreed to send Hassan Whiteside to the Portland Trailblazers for Myers Leonard and Mo Harkless. And then later in the day, the Clippers got involved. So this turned into a four-team sign-in trade. So Which is Butler, not easy to do, by the way. <laughs> no, not at all. So Butler and Myers Leonard are going to Miami. Philly gets Josh Richardson. Portland gets Hassan Whiteside. And the Clippers, just, just for <laughs> getting involved, Got Mo Harkless and a 2023 Miami first-round pick protected to some extent. I don't think the protections have come out yet. At least I haven't seen them. Yeah. We talked we talked about the Philly stuff already, so I think we're good there. Let's talk about Portland. I, I love it. 
I, I mean, look, I know a lot of people have a lot against Hassan Whiteside. I love it. Portland is a, a top-class organization. They have a very, very good locker room, a lot of chemistry, I, and, and they have this open spot at center because of the injury to Yusuf Nurkic. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, we look at Hassan Whiteside and we see someone who's been disgruntled for years on end. I think a change of scenery alone is worth a gamble. Yeah. And c- considering that his contract does not go further than my, that of Myas Leonard or Mo Harkless, that's, mm-hmm. th- that just makes it a win in my book. Like, you don't take on additional money. Right. Long term, at least. I, I don't yeah, know. He, yeah. he may have earned a little, he, he may earn a little bit more than those two combined this year, but it's not a yeah. long term contract. Right. He fills a need and he is supremely talented. Like, he, has he ever played with anyone as good as prime Dame Lillard? Um, I don't think so, because by the time he got to Miami, Dwayne Wade was kind of on the downswing already. Yep. So Chris Chris Bosh is probably, like, he got to Miami in the 2014-15 season, so that was... And that's 30-year-old Chris Bosh right there. Yeah, I mean, Bosh was really good that, mm-hmm. that season, that first season after my uh, LeBron left. It was just the blood clot thing popped up pretty quickly, and yeah, that was that. But my point is, like, he's not going to come into Portland and be, like, the first or second guy. Like, he's not being asked to do that. He, he's oh, yeah. going to have, you know, both Damon CJ, who will take care of the offense. He'll be a cleanup guy. He'll be able to pick his spots. He'll rebound. He'll block shots. I mean, I, I love this gamble. I, I don't even view it as a gamble, really. I just look at it as a very solid trade from Portland. And I know a lot of, you know, people are like, oh, that, I hate this from Portland. Why? <laughs> Why? Right. I, I right. don't see the downside here. Yeah, I mean, the the downside is if he gets as disgruntled in Portland as he does, or as he did in Miami, but I then think you one said it. Deal. Yeah, but, and you said it. I think Damian Lillard's, he's proved to be a very good locker room leader, mm-hmm. and I, I just don't think he's going to put up with that. If he sees Whiteside sulking on the bench because he got pulled, I, I think he's going to put a swift end to that. I agree. So, so I'm less worried about that, and I agree. I mean, with Nurkic, we don't know when he's going to come back, but we have to assume he's going to miss most of this season. We also don't know what form he's going to be in when he comes back. It might be not until the 2020 season that we see the Yusuf Nurkic of old. Right. The Blazers are coming off a Western Conference Finals appearance. like They're very much in win-now mode. Yeah, I like it a lot. I, I mean, I I think I understand the risk here, especially they're now, you know, after losing Aminu to the Magic and now getting rid of Harkless, that's two of their five starters. Both of their wings are, <laughs> I don't know if you could call Aminu a wing anymore, but their three and four are now gone. Mm-hmm. But they've made moves this summer. They, you know, trading Evan Turner for Kent Bazemore, yep. re-signing Rodney Hood, Getting the Sir Little in the draft, they have a couple options to sign Mas- Mario Hisonia as well, right? Yeah, getting him on a min deal. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I I like what the Blazers are doing. They also got Anthony Tolliver on a one year min deal last night. Yeah, which is a great fit for them. I mean, I think the Blazers are right back in there. I, I said it a couple episodes ago. I think when they got Little, this is the first time I'm not going to be low on the Blazers coming into the season. Yeah, I, nope. I will have them firmly penciled in as a playoff team, very likely a top four seed in the West. 
I agree. I th- I, th- I definitely think they and Utah could be the one and two. Yeah, I agree. Let's talk about it from the Clippers' side now, because they got Mo Harkless and a pick just for renting out $11 million in cap space. I mean, that's just great value. And and Yeah. I mean, if, <laughs> if I'm the Knicks... You're right? Right? I mean, I'm looking at that deal, I'm going, oh, maybe I should have done that. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. I, we'll, we'll get to the Knicks shortly, because there have been some details that came out of that course, makes but their offseason look better. Right. But I mean, just the point of it. The fact that yeah. you can rent out cap space that way, that's just such right. an effective way of building up. Yeah, and Mo Harkless isn't a bad player. He's nope. he's a rotation guy. He's, yep. Regardless, for the Clippers, it matters not at all because they still have enough cap space to sign Kawhi if he decides to go there. They've now added a decent wing who actually might help their pitch to Kawhi. Yeah. Now you could go to Kawhi and say, look, we got another guy who just started a bunch of games for Portland this past year. If you need to load manage, that's cool. We'll just plug in Mo Harkless more. Yeah. And and if they don't get Kawhi, then they have 30-some million dollars in cap space, and they have pretty much the backbone of a 48-win team, team and still. I, I even think you can include the draft pick in terms of talking to Kawhi and saying, you know what, we also got a 2023 draft pick. We, right. we, we're not going to use it but uh, to, to draft a player, but we can use it in trades to get the team better. Mm-hmm. Like Because yeah. I know the players in their primes, they don't care about rookies. Sure. So if you're a smart team, when you talk to a veteran player, you flip it. Like you mentioned, hey, you know what? We actually have a ton of draft picks mm-hmm. that we can send out for guys closer to your age. Right. Because then that gets their attention. Yeah, I would think so. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they now own Miami's completely unprotected 2021 first, plus this protected 2023, and we don't know to what extent it's protected. But, yeah, if Miami falls apart for whatever reason, the Clippers stand to benefit enormously, regardless of whether Kawhi goes there or not. So yeah. I, I love it. For, I, I don't see any downside here for the Clippers. Right. I no. think they might be the biggest winner of this trade. I, I, it is certainly possible, and and that's that's a great you know non Kawhi move where you yeah. kind of line yourself up, and, and and do something that could be done both with or without him. Mm-hmm. I think that's just smart. I mean, they're thinking about their own team and their own future, yet they still have that door open for Kawhi later on this summer. Right. And now, from the Heat's perspective, this trade does help because flipping out. Even if it was just Harkless and Leonard for Whiteside, that would have trimmed $5 million in terms of salary. The Heat, once they get Jimmy Butler, once that sign-and-trade becomes finalized, they cannot go over the apron, which is at about $138.9 million. So they're still very much in salary-dumping mode. Now, because they turned it into a four-team deal, they can get under the hard cap if they wave and stretch Ryan Anderson. But that means their roster is otherwise basically set. They'll sign a few minimum guys, but the the foundation of what the Heat are going to be next year is already in place. Right. It's going to be Jimmy Butler and a bunch of role players. Yeah. Am I am I crazy for thinking they're going to be like a seven seed? No. I I mean, again, that really depends on the type of season that Jimmy Butler is going to have. Mm-hmm. You know, because as much as I love Butler, there is one issue, and that is also durability. 
Mm-hmm. If he plays 60 games instead of 80, uh, that's probably a significant chunk of losses that comes in that, that absence. Yeah. So I think his health really uh, determines a lot for this season. If he's healthy and he if he's going to be unleashed in the manner that I think, mm-hmm. they could be a top five, maybe even top four team in the East. Mm-hmm. Um but if he's out for an extended period of time, yeah, absolutely. I mean, seven, eight, maybe even missing the playoffs. Yeah, it just... I'm sure they have moves coming down the pike, especially next year when a lot of these bad contracts come off the books. But I don't know. It just... It, it seems like a very uninspiring... I, I, they're, they're relying a lot on the development of some young guys. And Winslow is very good. I like him a lot. I like Bam Adebayo a lot. Yeah. Tyler Hero hit a nice step back three at Summer League, so we could jump to conclusions about what that means, but I I I don't know. <laughs> good no, I mean good luck, Jimmy. You've basically said what I've said about the Heat for the past year and a half, which is just meh. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. and I I mean it's not that I I'm against the Heat or down on the Heat. I just didn't understand what they were trying to accomplish. When right. they sign all those role players, like again, we've talked about this a million times. Like, if you isolated each player, like the contracts alone were fine, it's okay. Mm-hmm. But just just when you add them up on the same team, it becomes monstrous. Yeah, locking yeah. into four-year deals for those guys, yeah, proved very very regrettable, and it was very easy to see that even when they did it. Right. I mean, and if this summer has been any indication, like four-year deals are virtually dead for role players yeah yeah exactly for role players yes exactly get to old navy for the biggest sale of the year up to 60 percent off all back to school styles for kids and baby get flip-flops for two bucks graphic tees for four bucks shorts for six dollars and jeans for eight dollars right now get the best kids styles at kid size prices just two four six and eight dollars can't wait to wear it buy online and pick up in store free today up to 60 percent off all kids and baby styles now at old navy and old navy.com valid 729 to 811 select styles excludes in-store clearance get to old navy for the biggest sale of the year up to 60 percent off all back to school styles for kids and baby get flip-flops for two bucks graphic tees for four bucks shorts for six dollars and jeans for eight dollars right now get the best kids styles at kid size prices just two four six and eight dollars can't wait to wear it buy online and pick up in store free today up to 60 percent off all kids and baby styles now at old navy and old navy.com valid 729 to 811 select styles excludes in-store clearance so let's change gears now Mort, and we'll talk about the new york knicks again who we roundly roasted the last two episodes mm-hmm. um you know the first because they had to release a statement within hours of the start of free agency basically apologizing for getting their fans hopes up about kd and Kyrie, only to see them sign with the other team in new york yeah that's not great and then they started spending a lot of money on Nothing but shooting guards and power forwards. Julius Randle, Bobby Portis, Taj Gibson. We hit all of those already. They also got Reggie Bullock on a two-year $21 million deal. Wayne Ellington, two-year $16 million. And Alfred Payton on two-year $16 million. Yeah. Now, Bobby Marks of ESPN tweeted something early yesterday that did make a lot of these deals look better, and it's that I believe all of them 
have a second year team option. So effectively, these could just be one year expiring contracts. Yeah, the, the two year deals. Like Randall is not because he signed right. for three. Yeah. Right, right. But he has a third year team option. Correct. So with that perspective in mind, these deals look better because, I mean, I think if the Knicks' whole idea is we're going to bring in a bunch of quality role players right. who will maybe teach our young guys what it means to be professional and then at the trade deadline we can hopefully flip some of them to contenders who are trying to buy on rugged power forwards and shooters like ellington and bullock in particular ellington really i mean you know for seven or eight million whatever he's going to be earning this year i would assume a lot of teams are going to be in on that Mm -hmm. bullock might be a little tougher just because he's probably going to be in the 10 million dollar range just for salary matching purposes but I assume they're just trying to flip these guys for future assets, but why not just go and get, why not just be the fourth team for Mo Harkless? Right. So I I get what the Knicks are trying to do. And, and I think it's absolutely worth, uh, you know, getting veterans in the locker room when you have a young team. That's, I, I don't have a problem with that whatsoever, but they're just not there yet. They still need considerable talent. Like yeah. I, I get that when a team has, enough talent i'm putting that in quotation marks here but um that, that you that you go the route of veterans like we're going to talk about thomas satoransky here later on like i get mm-hmm. why the bulls would go for that young and satoransky because they actually have a pretty set young core in place the right. knicks have mitchell robinson alonso trier dennis smith <laughs> yep. jr like yep. kevin knox i'm not even like it's not a a set young core so if they think they've already reached that stage where they need to get veterans in, I think that's premature. And yeah. given that the fact that they brought in veterans, I have to assume they're not going to be as bad next year. Mm-hmm. Or oh, we're we're past July first this year. This year, <laughs> right. this is the season. Right. Yeah. Um, and if that's the case, and they end up with like what the eighth or ninth pick in the draft, yeah. how does that help them? Yeah, I mean. We saw with the lottery this year, the flattened odds may give you a little less incentive to tank just because wild stuff seems like it is more likely to happen. Agreed. But but still, you give yourself a floor. If you're the worst team in the league, you can't fall lower than five. Exactly. Whereas now, if you're the eighth worst team in the league, I, there is a world in which you fall into the late lottery. Right. So, yeah, I mean... <laughs> In in theory, look, the the Knicks at least they didn't give these guys four year deals. Agreed. Even just giving them two year deals with a second year team option, you can they can all be effectively treated as expirings, with the exception of Randall. That's good, but you're right; they should still be in asset accumulation mode. Barrett hopefully will be that franchise caliber guy, and Robinson. He's really raw, but he's very talented. You could. See a world in which he develops into a guy you build around. Hmm. But you're I'm so, right. I'm they so just... glad you just brought up R.J. Barrett because I f- completely forgot to mention him before. That's obviously <laughs> yeah. a very significant chip, obviously. Yep. Right, right. Yep. But that's, I mean, you're hoping Dennis Smith Jr. can be a thing. And he could be. We just don't know. They're still very raw in terms of which guys are we going to build around moving forward. And now... 
I mean, you're adding a bunch of these veterans who you're presumably going to have to play, and you're going to start taking away minutes from some of the young guys, which is I don't like. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I I, I, agree. I think if if you're if you miss on KD and Kyrie, this whole season should be all right. Let's just give our guys 38 minutes a night, get absolutely waxed, but at least we can figure out is Frankie Smokes just totally lost? Do we need to? Co- completely give up on him uh yeah i think they need to just move him i don't know if he's necessarily lost or you know a lost cause yeah i just don't think he's gonna do anything in new york right i think he needs to be in a stable system and what about kevin knox shouldn't he be playing the four a lot how is he gonna get minutes there with now three veterans ahead of him yeah oh it's get worse it it gets even worse so even if they want to play him you know at the three which they shouldn't that's just a jabari parker situation all over again right hi rj barrett (laughs) right right and and reggie bullock because look at the shooting guard spot that's that's locked in too there you have reggie bullock you have wayne ellington you have alonso trier and and damian dotson yeah i i I have no idea what they're trying to do. I, I know that they <laughs> want to play Taj Gibson and and Bobby Portis a lot at the five. Sure. But there's Mitchell Robinson. <laughs> right. I'm, right. I'm, I, someone is going to get really upset in a couple of months. Yeah. And that's what I'd be worried about. If I'm a Knicks fan right now, sure, you can talk yourself into justifying some of these moves, but... You're now relying on David Fisdale to manage what could be a very precarious situation where the front office just spent $70 million in salary this year on a bunch of veterans, and your whole season should be developing young players. So how do you manage the egos of these young guys who know all of these veterans are just rentals? Do you think they just kind of put this up on the fly? Do you think that they had really such a high hope that Durant or Kyrie would join them that they didn't really build a, you know, a plan B? I mean, I don't want to... <laughs> no, speculate. It feels like, like, yeah. right, it feels like that, but I, I, I don't want to say they're that incompetent. I would hope no NBA front office is that incompetent where you don't Agreed. have a contingency plan for, especially in free agency when you're banking on, oh, we're going to land... You know, a moonshot. We're going to get two of the top stars on the market. You need to have a plan B in place. And I think they did. I mean, I think there is a clear strategy with these two-year contracts, second-year team options, that there is an overlying strategy there. It's just the positional fit is what gives me pause. Yeah. Um, and, again, it just I, – I keep coming back to not getting involved in salary dumps is very dumb. Right. So maybe this isn't their plan B. Maybe their plan B fell through as well. Yeah, it's possible. This could be the contingency to the contingency. <laughs> that is very possible. Yeah. I, what I also think is, is interesting, and, and let's be honest, so many media members, like prestige, uh, prestige media members, have actually been out saying this. This is a direct result of the culture with the Knicks. Like, mm-hmm. this should be a slap in the face of Jim Dolan in terms of, or, or a wake-up call, in terms of where the franchise is in, 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 you know, in regards to branding, in regards mm-hmm. to 
uh, player interest. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe this could be a blessing in disguise. Like maybe, I, I mean, and I'm just trying to be optimistic here. Maybe this is what changes the Knicks from here on out. Maybe this is what happens that just turns the corner. Or yeah. am I being way up too up, too optimistic about that? <laughs> yeah, I yeah, mean, I am. We just there's nothing that we've seen in the past twenty years suggests. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. No, but, you're yeah. right. You're right. I could hear. I it. think you know. There's just a there is a common problem at the very top of the organization, and until that is rectified, and maybe this is the come to Jesus moment. Hopefully, yeah. I mean, if you're a Knicks fan, that's. Your best hope right now is your owner went on the radio three months ago and said we're going to have a very excellent summer in terms of free agents, and you're left spending sixteen dollars or sixteen million dollars a year on Bobby Portis. Yeah, like if, if that's not the oh, we have a major problem here. I mean, Howard Beck reported it yesterday on Bleacher Report. KD and Kyrie were plotting to team up ahead of the season. Mm-hmm. They spoke and said we're going to team up. We're going to somewhere in New York. By the middle of the season, they looked at the Knicks. They looked at the Nets. KD wanted to go to the Knicks, but they looked at the two organizations, and there wasn't. The Knicks won 17 games and are a tire fire. The Nets have stable front office, a good head coach. They won 42 games. They have a nice collection of role players. Right. This wasn't a very difficult choice. Yeah. No, <laughs> I mean, and we've been saying that all along. Like, we've been wondering why the Knicks were constantly in the rumor mill for, for major stars. And, mm-hmm. I mean, that that doubt has now been uh, accurate, I want to say. Yeah. I mean, the, because this is the reasoning we've brought along. I mean, all, all along we've been saying, how can you as a player be interested in a place where the ownership is problematic, where the front office is problematic? Like, wo- yeah. why won't you go to a team that you know have all its duck uh, ducks in a row well yeah turns out they did yeah right exactly yeah exactly the starlight lounge presents an evening with the progressive box yeah that's hugo tickling the ivories he just saved by bundling home and auto with progressive gonna finally buy a ring for that gal of yours hugo send her my condolences oh this next one's for you too there's a burglar in my heart. Thank you. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations. And now, an ad from Dad. <clears throat> all right. Save money on car insurance when you bundle home and auto with Progressive. Can I take these off? All right. What is this? This looks good. Wow. That's well made. Where did you get this? I'm talking to you with the hair. Yeah, where did you get this? It's good stuff. That's solid. That's not veneer. That's solid stuff. Progressive can't save you from becoming your parents, but we can save you money when you bundle home and auto. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discounts not available in all states or situations. All right, Mort, let's go rapid fire through a few of the other notable signings for the last day and day or so. Dallas Mavericks yeah, were baby. finally the team to pay Seth Curry. Four years, $32 million. They they realized their mistake in twenty. 20- 16 of underpaying him (laughs) yeah right yeah (laughs) they atoned for their mistakes look four years 32 million get that back seth i love it i mean he's what 28 29 
Something uh, along those lines. Yeah, somewhere around there, yeah. Yeah. But he's a shooter. He's quick. He And he's... Well, I'll say he, that he's quick. Like, he's a quick shooter. He can move. But he's not a guy who uses athleticism to his advantage in that sense. So mm-hmm. he's pretty safe in the long term. Mm-hmm. I, this is... This is perfectly fine value for a tremendous shooter who's going to get so many open looks. It's going to be, I mean, he and Luca alone. Then you add in Kristaps, and like maybe you add another piece from there. Like that's just, yeah, Curry is going to can what two hundred triples this year. At least, right? I mean, I think so. I mean, I'm expecting a huge year. Yeah, I mean, he he hit 137 in Dallas in 2016, 113 this past season, and only 18.9 minutes a game. Oh yeah, he's he's going to play a lot of minutes this year, I think. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, I mean, I would assume he's going to I don't know if he starts or not, but yeah, I would assume he gets closer. He played 29 minutes in Dallas a couple seasons ago. I assume he's closer to that range, and yeah, I mean, I, I don't see why he wouldn't have a green light to just bomb away from Duke. He's yeah. shot, you know, he's he's shot, he's a career forty three point nine percent three point shooter. Right. I I'm just so happy for him. I wrote a thing a couple months ago at the Basketball Writers uh, as Seth Curry's unofficial agent. You and I both. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I wrote, you know, just why someone should pay Seth Curry this summer. It just. He's an elite, elite three-point shooter. And Jared Dubin, uh, who wrote for 538, did this piece on calculating value in terms of real plus-minus wins. So it was something like, I forget exactly, somewhere around 2 point something million for an RPM win. And Curry had about three, a little fewer than three this past year. So just in terms of that, he was worth $8 million this past year, playing 19 minutes a game. Now, if he yeah. goes to Dallas and puts up bigger numbers, he's only going to be worth more. So this is, it sounds like a lot of money for Seth Curry, who has routinely had to sign these like middling $3 million a year deals. But no, this is good value. I love oh, yeah. it for the Mavericks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, totally hit it. I, when you look at that deal and you kind of compare it to what Terry Rozier got. Yeah. Right? Oh my goodness. Yeah. It's brutal. They also are bringing back Maxi Kleber on a four-year $35 million deal with a fourth-year team option. I'm down for that. Yeah, he's good. Mm-hmm. He's very good. And I think what they'll do is, I believe they have bird rights on him. Um, I'm going to double-check that as I say this, just to make sure I'm right. But I believe they do. So what I think they'll do is keep his cheap cap hold on the books and then use the rest of their cap space. Uh, oh, they, oh, they have early bird rights. Okay. Yeah, he's but been there two the years, right? Yeah. Functionally the same thing because early bird, you can either do up to 175% of their yep. previous salary, which would not cover this, or 105% of the average salary from the past year. That would cover this. So I think that's what they're going to end up doing. They'll keep his cheap cap hold on the books. It's, I think, $1.8 million. Um, spend the rest of their cap space, then go over the cap to re-sign him. Yep. It's a, it's good stuff from the Mavericks. And it, it sounds like they're still in the Danny Green chase, uh, depending on whether Kawhi goes back to Toronto or not. I think Mark Stein of the New York Times reported that. 
So we'll see what happens. We're still... I mean, that, that would be a great signing. Yeah. Yep. Talk about good fits next to Luca and Kristaps. Yeah, yeah. Th- this is a team who understands now. You know, Luca, despite just being 20, and there's a, a three addition, three more years on the rookie scale, like they're not mm-hmm. going to waste time because Luca right now is productive. Mm-hmm. So they want to send the message uh, right right away in terms of we are going to put the right type of players around you. Like you can yeah. trust us to build a team around you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. I love it. Love it, love it. Uh, Tomas Sadaransky signed and traded to the Chicago Bulls for three years, $30 million. I'm going to have to... This is a long explanation of what the Wizards got, so that I'm taking this straight from Woj. They're receiving some valuable draft considerations, including the eliminations of protections on a 2023 second-round pick that Chicago owed Washington. The Wizards also get the better of Memphis and Chicago's 2020 second-round pick mm-hmm. and the rights to swap the Lakers' 2022 second-round pick that Washington obtained in a deal for the better of Chicago and Detroit's 2022 second-round pick. Yeah. So, fine for the Wizards if they weren't going to re-sign Sato. At least they got some draft compensation in return. But Agreed. I like this deal for the, the Bulls. The, the Bulls have been surprisingly competent all summer. I mean, yeah. you haven't seen anything really wrong. I mean, they got Kobe White and Daniel Gafford in the draft. Mm-hmm. Now they signed Thad Young and Thomas Saturansky to, to yep. I mean, great deals, honestly. I mean, we're, I, I, I'm still, I still have to see it in terms of Thaddeus Young on the Bulls, you know, to see how the rotation works because mm-hmm. I still feel there's, I wonder if the minutes are there for him, but they'll figure that out. But in terms of just the raw value and in terms of the talent that they got, I love it. I love it. I mean, Saturansky is a 6'7", you know, point guard, but I'm, I'm not, you know, that's not in the literal sense. Like, he's just a wing slash guard. He can mm-hmm. play the one, the two, and the three, which yeah. just offers so much versatility. But the fact that you can actually go with Saturansky and Levine in the backcourt, like, that's his... That's a six-seven point guard and a six-five shooting guard who, you know, runs like <laughs> runs like hell, jumps high as hell, and like, can really go out and, and, and get buckets. And Satoransky has no issues like being the, the third or sorry the fifth option. Like yeah. he doesn't demand shots. He's not Chris Dunn who like sort of gets it into his head sometimes that oh oh I need, I need to be aggressive. I need to put up fourteen shots in this game. Like I have this game circled fifteen shots. Like no no right. he's. He'll spot up here and there. He'll take open shots. And, you know, if he has the lane, he'll take it towards the basket. Like, he's not afraid to do that. And he can actually dunk on your ass as well, which is kind of interesting. I, I like what the Bulls are doing here. They, yeah. they, they said that they wanted to bring in competition for the point guard spot. And, I mean, that was a subtle dig at Chris Dunn. But I kind <laughs> right. of feel now the point guard, you know, fight or, or competent contest is, is going to be Saturansky against White. Yeah. And if Dunn wants to bring into that, like, by all means. But right now, I mean, I can only imagine Chris Dunn right now. It's, you know, he's probably steaming about this. The way that he reacts to this is going to be very interesting. Do you think Chris Dunn's on the opening night roster? Uh, I, I kind of do. Yeah, I don't Ooh, think necessarily he should be. 
Mm-hmm. I, I think it would make sense to move on from him, but I don't think his value really is high enough for the Bulls to, to make it worthwhile. And the yeah. Bulls are more keen on just you know giving guys a chance, and if that guy then becomes better, then they can flip him, which I get. Like, that's fine. That makes but, sense. But the thing is, if he's buried on the bench as the third guard, <laughs> mm-hmm. then what, right? Then you're absolutely going to lose him after this season. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I just like the move from the Bulls' perspective because Sadoransky's good, and they needed yep. a veteran point guard. He was the best one probably on the market. So, why not? Yeah, and I mean, it beat out Corey Joseph's contract. I mean... Yeah. I would rather have Sato than Joseph. Right, and and Joseph got $7 million more, I believe. Right. Yeah. It, I, I like it a lot from the Bulls. I do, too. And, and by the way, just, just also... We need to preface, you know, some of these contracts. We should have done the, done this like in in the first episode of the season here. But, you know, I I get a lot of people writing me and telling, me, oh, ten million for a guy? That's a lot. I mean, the salary cap is what, one hundred nine point one million? Um, Was one, one yeah, one hundred nine point one four. Point one four. I mean, the days of you know a ten million dollar player being a near superstar, those are long over. I mean, mm-hmm. Satoransky getting three years, thirty million. Like that's fine for a starter and and for you know a high volume role player. That's that's perfectly reasonable. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm right with you. Patrick Beverly's going back to the Clippers. Three years, forty million. God bank, I love it. Yeah. I like yep. it for him. I like it for the Clippers. The Clippers also, according to Sham Sharania, guaranteed Lou Williams only had two million of his eight million dollars for yep. the following season. So for the 2020-2021 season was guaranteed. They just went ahead and guaranteed the whole eight million. Can can we just talk about that real briefly? Yeah. Because that is a sign of a great organization. That is someone who wants to send out a signal to everyone else that we take care of our guys. Yeah, to Kawhi. Right yep. after you meet with him to do that move, I don't think it was a coincidence. Nope, I think this was a culture culture setter, and yep. I, I and I and the best part of it is that I don't necessarily think this was only you know a strategic decision for him. I think they genuinely believe that Blue has offered them so much that you know we want to take care of him. Like yep. this this organization seems genuine, which was their biggest issue during the dark days. Yep. Now they're a beacon. I love it. Yeah. Like, take yeah. note, Knicks. Really? No, like, no I know. It, it's your spot on. Like, everything, the, the Clippers front office is phenomenal. They deserve all the credit in the world. Steve Ballmer, since taking over that team a few years ago, has done just a top-notch job professionalizing that organization and turning it into, I mean, it's, it's you know I know everyone thinks Kawhi's going to the Lakers and he might he very well might or he yeah. might go back to the Raptors or he might go to the Clippers no one knows except for random people pretending to have sources in Lakers Twitter or Uncle Dennis right <laughs> right Uncle Dennis definitely knows <laughs> but we just saw it with the Nets and the Knicks if you run a professional top notch organization the prestige of being the New York Knicks only matters so much but players are looking at Okay, what's the more appealing option? A front office that <laughs> goes on TV and accuses the other one of backstabbing them? 
or one that works somewhat clandestinely has been recruiting me all all year, sending the team president to games, like most of the Raptors games, having the richest owner in sports. The Clippers are just better. They're just yep. a better organization. And, and the Lakers very well, they might be able to get Kawhi and they might be able to fail upwards to get him. But it would suck. It would it was it would really not do justice to how well the Clippers have been run versus how poorly the Lakers have been run. Agreed. And while you were talking, your team, the Sixers, have offered Ben Simmons a five year one hundred and sixty eight million dollar maximum contract extension. There you go. Yeah. yeah that's, that's also that's taken care of you guys. That's unsurprising. I mean Yeah. The devil will be in the details there. I'm going to write a couple things uh, in the coming days about mm-hmm. the Sixers' long-term outlook now, um, because we'll just see if it's you know what the incentives are to get to that supermax deal. Yeah. If it's with Embiid, he had to be MVP, DPOY, or first-team All NBA. Third team. Usually, you can be any of the All NBA teams and get it. His was strictly first-team. Yeah, and I want to say he finished second team the year that he needed to for that to become uh, for him to qualify for the supermax. So he actually missed it, which yeah, he was second team each of the past two years. Um, so because the Sixers negotiated a somewhat not standard contract, they saved themselves. A, a good chunk of money on yeah. Embiid's deal. I would assume for Simmons, they're just going to do the straight, like, you make any All-NBA, you get a Supermax. But they do have some gigantic luxury tax concerns coming their way starting next year, which I'll, I'll right. have a primer up on Forbes Sports about that in a couple so of days. We agree that 15% of the contract can be incentive-ridden, right? Yes. Okay. So do you know if you can make the 15%, like, just one goal? Like, just one thing? One incentive? I'm not 100% sure. If you can, the Sixers should really just make that one incentive. Make one three. (laughs) Yeah. Or just just do it based on the number of threes. Like, you get an extra million dollars for every three-pointer you hit. Right. But, like, no, just one three. I just want to see it. Just one three. (laughs) But then he's just going to start... Chucking threes. That would be terrible. <laughs> Please don't do that, Sixers. That, that would be funny, though. Yeah, uh, it would. No, but I, I mean, to be serious about it, I, I think you're right in terms of, like, maybe maybe put it in incentive in the calls. Like, you get the full amount if you hit, like, 35% of your threes. <laughs> uh, it also just came out that Al Horford's deal is apparently not structured as the way... Public, I mean, if you assumed, so I guess, uh, you know, Windhorst or Woj or someone was reporting that it was four years, 97 million with 12 million championship guarantees. Right. Apparently, it is, it does have 97 million in guaranteed money, uh, but this is from Derek Bodner of The Athletic. The final 12 million comes in the form of a partial guarantee in the fourth year, not in bonus money. So they did not do. The unlikely incentives thing, which is how you could assume they got seven point million in space, looks like they actually have only about two point two million in cap space. Which maybe that's for James Ennis, maybe that's for Shake Milton. I don't know. That's no, uh, I w- we'll see. 
yeah, that changes things. This show is presented by SAP. Who am I and how am I feeling? I'm Clive Owen and I'm great, thanks. What if businesses could really understand how their customers feel? It's a thing. It's SAP Experience Management. For more, go to sap.com xm. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Um, who else do we need to hit? Cantor. Dennis Cantor yeah. to the Boston Celtics, two years, ten million, second year player option. This is just the room exception. This is like, have you seen how many uh, backup bigs gets that contract? Like two years, ten, or for yeah. Kevon Looney, three years, fifteen. So basically, five million a year. Yeah, that's that's the new pay grade for a backup uh, big man who will play. Cantor's not a backup for them. No, not for them specifically. That's true. But, I mean, in terms of what he is as a player, he is, if you catch my drift. But it's just, it's interesting to me that you can get a quality big man in today's league for $5 million a year. Mm -hmm. That's cheap. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) it just makes me happy that the Celtics went from Al Horford to Ennis Cantor. And I'm very excited for Celtic Sixers games, which is the first time I've said that in three years. I'm not gonna comment. <laughs> I'm I'm just gonna let you drown and all that. I don't want my mentions flooded. Like Oh man. That's oh fine. please. No, well, they can come at me in October. Uh <laughs> but but speaking of Looney, three years, fifteen million back to the right. Warriors. That might be the best value contract in free agency so far. I I, I mean yeah. I <laughs> I, I'm struggling to find an alternative. Uh, I absolutely love it. He's the starting caliber center, honestly. Right now, he's yeah. probably going to be... No, he's actually probably no, going to start. Yeah, yeah. yeah he they is. lost Jordan Bell, they're going to lose Boogie. Yep, exactly. You're right. So he's he's going to start. Wow. Yeah. So both Ennis Kander and Kevon Looney, he's Boston and Golden State just got starting centers for $5 million a year. And that might be the way... That, that might be smart. It really might be the way to build your team if you don't have a superstar center. Yeah. Just in terms of how much the percentage of cap you allocate to bigs versus guards and wings. Mm-hmm. They, they might be onto something here. Yeah. But, you know, if you have an Embiid or a Jokic or a Carl Anthony Towns or whatever, then you obviously spent more because those guys are very, very good. But right. if you, like, replacement level caliber bigs yeah it's probably a mistake to spend 15 or 20 million on them and we're we're seeing the market play out like that i mean demarcus cousins is still on the market and Woj is saying he might not even get the taxpayer mid-level exception this year oh that's brutal yeah and i mean another example of a big getting the room exception frank kaminsky to phoenix for two years 10 million that's also brutal by the way <laughs> for for a different reason. For a different reason, <laughs> yeah. Kaminsky's not good. Yeah, I I have no feelings about Phoenix. Whatever. Like, yeah, they're That's, just yeah. He's gonna come in and he's gonna shoot. That's fine. Yeah, but I mean, at seven one and lanky like that, I, yeah. he should be doing like so much more. 
Yeah. He's, uh, he he's could, seven he one and be. he plays like he's six four. Yeah. He could be a nice stretch four to eight next to Aiden or a backup stretch five, whatever. Yeah. I, I don't care. The Suns are gonna be terrible next year. Yeah. We should not devote time or energy to thinking about them on July second. But we'll, we'll... but this means probably that Rashawn Holmes is not gonna be back, right? He went to the Kings. Oh, he signed with the Kings? I I even yeah. missed that. How much? Yeah. Two years, ten million. So oh, again, so room. that's the same deal. I see, I mean, free agency, right? All over yeah. the place. I missed that. Why go to the Kings? That's no. No. I, I don't know. But okay, so this means that uh, depending on who was first, if the key, <laughs> Phoenix just swapped out Rashawn Holmes for Frank Kaminsky on the same deal. Oh, that's mm-hmm. that's not great. That's a downgrade. Yeah, that's yeah. really a downgrade. What do you think Willie Cauley Stein is gonna get? <laughs> he better hope Kawhi doesn't go to the Lakers. Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, or, I mean, I guess the Clippers still need a center. I'll say as much though. Like Cauley Stein, I know that he didn't really warm hearts in in Sacramento, mm-hmm. but he's kind of good, man. Like he passes really, really well. I I wrote an article about the Kings for Forbes, where I dug into him a little bit as well. Like he's he runs the floor so hard. Mm-hmm. He takes smart shots. He passes the ball extremely well. Doesn't really turn it over. Like there's there's something there that some team just needs to iron out all the things and mm-hmm. like it's doable there is something yeah. in there yeah hmm. yeah dallas has a lot of cap space they could be in on him atlanta i think still has 14 million i would love him in dallas actually now that i yeah. think about it yeah Both could you imagine just him and luca running i know that'd be nice and then I'm... and seth curry trailing the play yeah. with pushingas to just to spot up yeah Oh, I love that. Yeah, that could be very nice. Yeah. Let's hit a few other signings. We haven't gotten the terms on this one. It's a one-year deal, Isaiah Thomas to Washington. I'm assuming it's a minimum deal, but we don't know yet. No, I mean, you have to assume that, right? Uh, Yeah, and in that case, I think Washington might be the single best place for him. Oh, yeah, because Wall is, is injured. And Sato's gone now. And Sato's gone. Could, so if you if we took current day Wizards back to what 20, 2013 with him and uh-huh. Dwight, yeah, they would look so great. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. With Beal, Dwight, and Isaiah Thomas, and and John yeah. Wall for that. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. But the Wizards are some just free Bradley Beal, man. Don't make him. Don't make him suffer through this. I mean, Fred Katz from The Athletic, who covers the Wizards, have said just constantly, numerously times now that they're not going to move Bradley Beal. Yeah, is, I like, know. And and on some level, I kind of get it. He's fantastic. This is their first like proper superstar they've had in a while because, you know, I, as much as I love healthy John Wall, mm-hmm. like he's just never been consistent. Now you're seeing a Bradley Beal that ended up the year what averaging twenty six five and five or something like that. Yeah, like I kind of get it. Like, oh, we have quality. We have quality. We have an all star. This is amazing. Like, yeah, yep. That's also why you need to cash in. Right. Like he, right now. Like 
the Anthony Davis situation is going to happen, and it's going to happen soon. If yeah. how <laughs> playing next to Isaiah Thomas and Dwight Howard, how quickly do you think he requests a trade within the first five games of the season after opening night? Uh, oh, I mean, I sense a wager coming on, Mister Debark. <laughs> I think he already requested one. I hope he did. He should have. All right, so then what about when it comes public? I, I'm going to say that there's going to be a public, uh, well, not public trade request, but there's going to be a report about his uh, trade request by December 25th. So before, mm. yeah, before December 25th. I think, I actually think it seems like Beal is just a really nice guy and he. I would hope he saw what Anthony Davis did and how it nuked his reputation. Mm -hmm. I bet he tries to keep it more under wraps than that. But I think the Wizards, by the trade deadline, will realize what's happening. And I mean, you can do it in a nicer way than what Davis did, though. (laughs) Yeah, well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I bet he might go behind the scenes and request one, but I don't think we get word publicly until closer to the Oh, no, I'm talking about, like, a vote report. Oh, yeah, but, like, maybe he won't leak it to Woj. Well, he doesn't have to. I mean, I mean, all of that stuff very clearly came from Rich Paul. Of course. I think but Woj was... even named Rich Paul. At the right, report. but that's that. That's what I'm saying. That's the AD thing. Like, maybe someone yeah. in Washington oh, yeah. could leak it. I mean, this is an organization who's who once decided it was a good idea to hire a certain video scout. So, I mean, who knows? <laughs> this is an organization that still doesn't have a general manager. Right, and they've just gone through the draft and free agency. Right. <laughs> oh, Washington. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I wrote a thing. Like, I wrote this at, months ago at the Basketball Writers about it. they need to trade Bradley Beal because it is yeah. not, like, you know what's coming. You know this isn't a Giannis situation where you're just trying to keep him happy and hope he resigns, and you've done a lot to make him resign. Like, you have a very good chance to retain him. Bradley Beal has no reason to stay in Washington. It's much like he's in a, a Kemba situation right. where he's done everything he can, but he's just on a terrible dysfunctional franchise with no long-term hope. He's going to give up more money to go play on an actual good team. Just get something for him when he's got two years left on his deal. Right. So where do you? what kind of package do you go for? <laughs> Just picks and young players, like yeah. you, you yeah. go for the same type of return that AD got. Yeah, absolutely. You need. No. There is no point in getting veterans right now. Yeah, I agree. You're so far away from contention that yes, you need. I mean, you're not going to get as much as the Pelicans did for AD, but yeah, a, a similar type of package for sure. Yeah, yeah. I wonder who's willing to do that. Yeah, we'll we'll see who we'll see yeah. how the Kawhi sweepstakes shakes out. There'll be some desperation. That's true. That's true. Austin Rivers is going back to the Houston Rockets on a two-year minimum deal, second-year player option. That's a pretty good value. Yeah, yeah. When I, when I said earlier that Looney was the best value in free agency, I mean of guys who didn't sign min deals because we're gonna get a bunch of quality veterans of on min deals. Right. So, but yeah, I I'm just shocked because Rivers kind of seemed to. Torched some bridges where he was like he went on TV and said we we weren't wild about the style of offense we played and just watching James Harden dribble the air out of the ball. So it's 
kind of surprising to see him come back on such a low contract. But he said, I think he came out yesterday and said, like, look, we have a real chance to win the West. Why not? Yeah. And it's that's a big deal for Houston. It's a really, you know, that's that's very, they're going to have a lot of, uh, they need to repair a lot of bridges because they were very clearly shopping Clint Capella and even Eric Gordon and PJ Tucker. But now you still have your starting lineup in place. You bring Austin Rivers back. You have Daniel House back. It's a nice top seven. It is. Right in there. Yeah. I, I wonder if it's as good as Utah, but at the end of the day, when you have Harden in a playoff setting who can drop, you know, 36, 40 points a game, mm-hmm. that could make the difference. Um, yeah. And, and, and the West is wide open right now, so I agree. Those, these type of deals with, like, Austin Rivers, they're kind of necessary for the Rockets right now. Like, they yeah. need players who can outproduce their contracts significantly right now mm-hmm. to get additional value. So, yeah, great get for them. Yep, totally agree. Uh, Wes Matthews to Milwaukee. On a Wes is going deal. home, man. Yeah, yeah. I that's that is a very very surprising deal for him to settle on this yes. early in free agency. Is it weird that I love him on a minimum deal much more than I love George Hill on a three year twenty nine million deal? No. All right. No, that's just an incredible value for a team that did have a big hole to fill after it lost Malcolm Brogdon. Not saying yep. that. Wes Matthews is equivalent to Malcolm Brogdon, but... Oh, yes, you did. We have it on tape. <laughs> because <laughs> well, it's apparently 1986. Yeah. Right. Uh, but he will fill a role nicely there. Yeah. I, I think it's a no-risk signing for the Bucks, And, you know, it, I, I've seen the Bucks catching some heat for not matching Brogdon and for owners getting scared of the luxury tax and whatnot, which is fair because you have a championship window, but... You know, if you knew Matthews was coming on a one-year min deal, I, that at least explains it a little more. Yeah, I, it's effectively a trade when you think about it, because Matthews was in, was a pacer at the end of last mm-hmm. season. So, yeah. Um, do you really think when you look at it, right, in terms of match? I mean, obviously Brockton is far superior and he's far younger, so I'm not even going to go there. But in terms of actual production for this year, right? Mm-hmm. For Matthews in a one-year deal, and Brockton, who's earning, I think he signed for eighty-five, right? Yeah, four years, eighty-five. Yep. Okay, so that's twenty-one. Yeah. Yeah, twenty-one point something. Mm-hmm. Like, is is the difference going to be roughly twenty million in production? No, yeah. not at all. No, it's a, it's a similar thing with I said with Philly and Jimmy and Josh Richardson. Like, I would much rather have Josh Richardson at ten million than I would. Jimmy Butler at 32.7. I would right. rather have Wes Matthews on a men deal than I would Malcolm Brogdon at 20 million. And that's nothing against the higher paid players. They are better. They deserve to be paid more. But yeah. there is a salary cap here. And you have to keep that in mind. And there's the luxury tax and there's an apron for teams that receive players and signing trains and whatnot. So you you have to keep player value in mind. It sucks. It's gross. It feels gross. But it's part of the deal. And so, yeah, if you're looking at this and you're saying, you know, Wes Matthews this past year averaged 12 points a game in 30 minutes across Dallas, New York, and Indiana. He played a role. He didn't shoot all that well. He's never been a great 
overall shooter, 42.5% career, but he's also a career 38.2% three-point shooter. And that's, you know, he's not, so he's not as efficient as Malcolm Brogdon, who is in the 50-40-90 club. Right. But he's, you know, as you said, is that a $20 million difference? Absolutely not. Right. And and I think maybe this is how smart teams are just going to go for it, you know, in the future. Like if they have a guy who is like Brockton, who's somewhat difficult to peg, like where you know that someone is going to outpay his worth, like maybe you just are more inclined to let him walk and then actually go through like the minimum binging uh, pool and see what happens there. Yeah. I, 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 I think you can open up so many wonderful and interesting situations by mm-hmm. maybe allowing a certain player who will take up a ton of your cap sheet. By letting him walk. I, I get that, you know, it's, it shouldn't happen with star players. But Malcolm Brockton, and, and I love Brockton, he's not a star. Like, he's not one fully-fledged star where you're kind of looking at him and you go, oh, yeah, he for sure he's worth, you know, 20-plus million a year. Like, for sure. Like, we constantly sat here on this podcast and talked about how, yeah, he's going to get it, but that's not a contract he should be attached with. Like, that's not a contract most teams would want to pay. They know they have to. And there's mm-hmm. a difference, I feel. Maybe smart teams now, they're just going to look at those contracts and go, yeah, I'm not playing that game. I'm just not. Yeah. No, I, I'm, I totally agree. The Starlight Lounge presents An Evening with the Progressive Box. Moon. Yeah. That's Hugo, tickling the ivories. He just saved by bundling home and auto with Progressive. Gonna finally buy a ring for that gal of yours, Hugo? Send him my condolences. Hi-oh! This next one's for you, too. There's a burglar in my heart. Thank you. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations. And now, an ad from Dad. <clears throat> all right, save money on car insurance when you bundle home and auto with Progressive. Can I take these off? All right. What is this? This looks good. Wow. That's well made. Where did you get this? I'm talking to you with the hair. Yeah, where did you get this... Good stuff. That's solid. That's not veneer. That's solid stuff. Progressive can't save you from becoming your parents, but we can save you money when you bundle home and auto. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discounts not available in all states or situations. Uh, Kyle O'Quinn to Philly on a one-year men deal. Love it. Love it. Love it. He can shoot. He can pass. He can rebound. He can sort of defend when he wants to. Yeah. Yep. I've wanted him for years. I get that. Um, I, I have a Danish friend who told me when he signed with the Knicks that he's going to end up being a max player. Uh, now he's on one year. <laughs> How'd that go? One year. I'm not. I'm not sure. I I have been teasing him uh, yeah. about this, but yeah. I mean, he's. I think he's better than a minimum uh, contract for sure. <laughs> I, I mean, agree. But again, we. That's again. We see the value of bigs in today's market, right? Mm-hmm. Five million more or less for these backup bigs. Kyle Quinn on a min deal? Like, hell yeah. I, I would want O'Quinn on a min deal more than I want Canner on two years and ten. And I oh, most yeah. certainly would want Kyle Quinn on a min deal than Frank Kaminsky on a ten year or ten million dollar deal over two. Correct. I mean, yeah, no, this is this is just highway robbery for Philly. Yeah, I mean, look. If nothing, I, I assume this means Boban's gone, which is kind of sad because that means no more Toby and Bobby. Um, nah, but nah, he's gonna sign a minimum just to stay with his bud. 
I know, but do they need... Well, maybe they did five centers last year, I guess. Why does, not run it back? Look, does that matter as long as you can keep Bobby and Toby going? <laughs> I know. Yeah, yeah, well, can we just hire Boban as, like, an assistant coach or something? Just whatever. Yeah. Don't, don't big man coach. Spot. Yeah, but... Uh, no, this is... The Horford and Bede thing was with load management in mind for both of them, I think. Adding O'Quinn is more... Like, I said it last night on Twitter when the signing broke. Joel Embiid's playing 40 regular season games this year. There's no reason to overexert Joel Embiid. That was the big concern with him in the first half of last season as he played, I think, 30 plus, 30, close to 35 minutes a game, played 30 of, 34, or 30 of the first 34 games of the season, then started to break down a little bit, missed a good chunk of a month after the All-Star break, they're going to load manage the hell out of Joel Embiid this season. And having, you know, Embiid said that after the playoffs. He said he this season taught him the the appreciation of pacing himself. Um, and he, he watched what Kawhi did, and they were going to proactively work toward a plan similar to that. But he also said, I felt guilty sitting out you know, knowing that we would get flogged like a dead horse every time because the Sixers didn't have a quality backup center rotation. Now on games where they sit, Orford starts at the five, you have Kylo Quinn backing him up. That's just good. Yeah. They're good to go. Yeah, I I hope for his sake that he does play more than 40 games though, but I get your point. Yeah, yeah, no, I get it. Because otherwise the league is going to go after them. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Yeah, he'll play yeah. a little bit more, but yeah. I, I think they'll they'll pace themselves. Oh, for sure. I, I, I would be completely shell-shocked if he played more than 65 games. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. I don't think he sniffs that. I I hope not. Nope. I genuinely hope not. Say, I mean, the playoffs are all that matter. Right, uh, I mean, that's that's where they're at. I mean, they Tobias Harris in, their, in, in his prime... Ben Simmons entering his technically his fourth season. So, yeah. <laughs> right. Right. We got more Dallas news. Dorian Finney-Smith is going back on a three-year $12 million deal. Oh, that's good value. That's very... The Mavs are quietly cleaning up this summer. Yeah. Let's hope they also clean up in terms of their organization. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Jordan Bell. Cash considerations himself. To Minnesota on a one-year min deal. Jordan Bell on a one-year minimum contract is absurd. And honestly, look, I understand that there were some disciplinary issues and he didn't really just fit the culture in Golden State, but I still think he got a raw deal. Like He was way too good to not be played more. He is way too good to not be played more. Now maybe this was a wake-up call for him. There weren't a lot of offers. Now he needs to go somewhere else where he doesn't really have the backing of the greatest point guard to ever play the game. Right. Uh, is by the way, is that fair? Are we are we reaching that? Yeah. You know, criteria. I, I think we're we're rapidly approaching there. All right. If we haven't already. All right. Good. Then I'm running with it. Yeah. Um, I I like the fit because he's a defensive minded presence who can pass the ball. Actually, like he's a really good passer. And he is going to play alongside Carl Anthony Towns. Mm-hmm. He's going to block a ton of shots. He's going to rebound. He's going to run in transition. He's going to make smart passes. I like it. I, I just yeah. hope Minnesota gives him a chance to really develop in his own pace. 
and yeah. give him more opportunities as well. Like he shouldn't be looking over his shoulder. Mm-hmm. That's the main key. Like hopefully they had a conversation, like his agent and 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 the and the Wolves and basically said, you know, we'll sign with the minimum here, but he needs to be a, like he needs to be guaranteed at the very yeah. least, you know, 15, 18, 20 minutes a night. Yeah. Yeah, that wouldn't surprise me. I think he'll get it. I mean, yeah. he's he's much better than Gorgie Jang. Uh, well, I think that's debatable. I, I I mean, he's better in the sense like the idea of Jordan Bell is a lot better. I think Gorgie yeah, has been yeah. not used probably for a long time. I think he's a substantially better player than than he's shown over the last couple of years. I think the tips experiment in particular was just not great for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's I mean, Tosh is gone, so those minutes <laughs> should yeah. be wide available. Um, Very true. Yeah. Troy Daniels to the Lakers on a one-year men deal. I I think we have to reserve judgment until we see the yeah. Kawhi situation, but Troy yeah. Daniels is fine. He's fine. He's good. He can shoot. I mean, he's yeah. remember when he started in Houston back in the day? Like he came in yeah. out of nowhere and just started hitting threes. Like he he's a really good shooter. I I kind of like the idea of seeing him in a system that's a little bit more disciplined than what mm-hmm. it was in in Phoenix and just by LeBron's presence presence alone, it's going to be more structured. Yep. So yeah, I I, I like it. But that's yeah. a, that's a quality signing. Career forty percent shooter from three on four point four attempts per game. So yeah, in, yeah. in limited minutes, like he's a ball right. high volume shooter. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And only fifteen point five minutes a game. So. <laughs> yeah. He, he's going to get him up. Yep. Uh, kudos to the Lakers for realizing one season too late that LeBron plays best next to shooters. Who knew? Yeah. And then the last minimum signing, Michael Carter-Williams back to Orlando on a one-year mid deal. Yeah, former Rookie of the Year. Yep. I, re- yep. I fondly remember those days. Yeah. Opened opened his career with a nine-steals game or something crazy like that. I I like that the, uh, the Magic are just accumulating former Sixers point guards who, <laughs> who had high hopes and then... Yeah. Kudunk. I know. So... I have no comments to, to this <laughs> signing other than okay, let's see what happens. Like yeah, it's, sure, yeah, it's fine, fine, whatever. And since we'll wrap up, since we already talked about this Ben Simmons extension that is yet to be agreed upon, but sounds like it's on track to Jamal Murray already got one five years, one hundred seventy million max extension from the Denver Nuggets. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's a lot. It is a lot, but here's the thing. So, so I I did a, a, a not a post. I, I had a, a yeah a Facebook post today on the page that I run, and where I basically lined up some of the worst deals um, this summer so far mm-hmm. at least. And a lot of people were mentioning like Jamal Murray, like hey he got 170 million. How is he not on the list? Mm-hmm. Uh, and some would you know use Andre Wiggins as uh, as an example. Where I was like here's here's the thing. Nobody had to go to Jamal Murray and ask him, hey, do you promise to get better? Mm-hmm. Like We've seen continuous development in Jamal Murray. Like Yes, they are paying for his potential here. Absolutely. Like At this current point, he is not worth $170 million. Like he, he doesn't provide that kind of value. But he has shown the nuggets that he is a hard worker, that he takes steps every single year, that he is a guy who can change the course of a game just off his offensive talents alone. 
Yeah. So I get it. And I yeah. think this ultimately will pay off. Yep. Would would I have wanted him to see to to see them get him for a little bit less? Yes, yes, I would have. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it wouldn't surprise me whatsoever in two years that he's well worth the the full max. Yeah, I mean, it seems like Jamal Murray, based on the playoffs at least, it seems like confidence is a big thing for him. Like Mike Malone standing by him when he was slumping and then he breaks out of that slump and you know just malone showing the faith in him seemed to really be important for him and i think this is the nuggets organization's way of saying yeah we could have waited until next summer let you become a restricted free agent we could have kept your cheap cap hold on the books whatever this is their way of saying look you're a foundational piece much like nikola Jokic. we are building around you two guys for the next half decade so I, I, you know, we were talking about the Clippers earlier in terms of sending the right message by guaranteeing Lou Williams deal. I think this is the Nuggets way of doing the same. This, they're saying we know we're not, you know, high profile free agent destination, but we take care of our own. If you earn that money, we will reward it to you. We're not, as you said, we're not gonna make you have a face to face sit down where you know. Do you promise to get better? Yeah. yeah, sure, I do. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Oh, that that deal looks awful now. My yeah, God. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, this Murray one isn't without risk, of course, but I I at least understand where they're coming from. Do you know if this uh, max contract extension has any incentives or is only partially guaranteed, or is it all guaranteed all five years? Uh, I want to say it has to be all all guaranteed. Okay. I can double check on that later, but yeah, I no, but I mean that would have made made some sense. I feel if you could have thrown in some incentives. Yeah, I believe it has to be all guaranteed if you're doing the five year off of a rookie deal. Oh, but then you also have to do it with Ben Simmons. I'm gonna have yeah. I'm gonna cl- okay. clearly when we get off this this pod, I'm gonna have to go write about Ben Simmons. So I'll yeah. I'll keep you posted. All right, good enough. But yeah, I mean overall, it's it's a bit much. I'm not yeah. worried about it whatsoever, even so. Yeah. Uh, uh, You're researching this already, aren't you? Yeah, I am. I'm yeah. trying. You can't I, help yourself. No, I can't. Well. Yeah, all right. I'll, I'll figure it out. Um, so, yeah, I think that's probably a good place to wrap up, actually. So we will be back. Kawhi's still out there. Boogie's still out there. There are a bunch of role players still out there. It seems like the market has quieted down a little bit until we get Kawhi. So we'll be back for that for sure. And then if any other big news breaks, we'll try to Avengers assemble as quickly as possible. But in the meantime, please follow us on Twitter at the NBA pod. You can find our Twitter handles in our bios to give us a follow as well. You can also find us on iTunes. So please subscribe, download, leave some five-star reviews. And we're now being hosted on Spreaker. So check them out on Twitter at Spreaker. Joining me today, as always, was my very stable genius of a co-host, Morton Jensen. Have a good one, Mort. You too, Brian. Uh, I look forward to talking to you in a couple hours when Clay uh, uh, Kawhi <laughs> announces. Well, we'll see. Lakers Twitter would make you think so. Oh, God. <laughs> All right. Catch you later, man. You too. 
Get to Old Navy for the biggest sale of the year. Up to 60% off all back-to-school styles for kids and baby. Get flip-flops for 2 bucks, graphic tees for 4 bucks, shorts for $6, and jeans for $8. Right now, get the best kids' styles at kid-size prices. Just 2 4 6 and $8. Can't wait to wear it? Buy online and pick up in-store free today. Up to 60% off all kids and baby styles now at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 729-811. Select styles. Excludes in-store clearance. Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is, you're one step closer to becoming your parents. You'll proudly mow the lawn. Ask if anybody noticed you mowed the lawn. Tell people to stay off the lawn. Compare it to your neighbor's lawn. And complain about having to mow the lawn again. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. Which, of course, will go right into the lawn. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company, affiliates, and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations.